Blog Talk Radio. I'm 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 excited. Um, I'm excited. Can't wait to get get them on. Yeah, and so you know, before we go into that, Jay, you know, I am really really excited about something else. You know, not excited, but excited to hear that it's finally coming out in the news. You know, we tell our you know um, this is something that if you don't mind, you know, Jay, can we go into the news bites, my my friend? Can we get right into the sound bites? Okay. Sure. Um, this is something that really hit me. You know, usually Jay and you know does the sound bites, or once in a while I do them. But today, you know, 
there was something that you sent over, Jay, about the news that really hit me. And that was youth who are without college degrees. Now, we tell them, oh, go for what you want. You know, it's okay if you don't have a college degree. But here's an article. The first thing it says from the New York Times is, for seniors graduating from the University of Michigan this month, employers have been lining up since the fall to offer interviews and vote to their company's benefit. Okay? Right. We, we are saying, so here it is. Here's another kid working at Tex-Mex restaurant getting seven twenty-five an hour, fulfilling takeout orders. My issue hmm. with this is we're telling you that they can do whatever they want, but technically – we're making it hard for them. And this is also, what about adults that don't have their college degree but have, oh, this is, this is a topic, my friend. This is a topic. So you ready to get started? Jay, your thoughts. Come on, let <laughs> us have it. You know, let us have it today. Well, well seven twenty-five an hour, including um, takeout orders, is not going to cut the mustard. <laughs> um, it's, just a, it's just a big struggle, you know. Um, it's, this, the ec- economic policies that we have in this country has to be more well thought out. Um, how are you expected to pay back the loan, Gail? It's my biggest issue. It seems like it was easier to pay back loans, you know, back way back when than it is now. And I think the adjustment of the economy doesn't equal to what these tuitions are. Very sad for the youth and this, this young student at the Michigan University of Michigan. Um, it, it, where are we going? Where are we going? Well, um, well, we, right, we, have, we, we do. I mean, I was on the train the other day, and I want to know how youth are making it myself because I'm on the train the other day. You know, it used to be that rents were in the low – if you said rents were in the low hundreds, then it became mm-hmm. the rent was in the, the low 1,000. No, this said the rents are in the low 2,000. So even we're being marketed to that it's normal – to have rents in the low 2000s. We're also in a society where we're being taught not to own anything. First it was the music, don't own the music, you know, stream it, um, you know, download it through, you know, other ways where it was just a subscription model. Now we're telling youth, and this is a big thing now, um, rent. Rent is better than owning, okay, while we charge exorbitant rents. Landlords here in New York, you know, they're not crying foul. Things are going up for them, so they can't pay their maintenance workers. At least that's what the workers are being led to, you know, believe. So, you know, at one time it was the least developed countries. Now it is we're becoming the least developed country here. You know, it's 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 disconcerting. I spoke to a young lady from uh, Canada yesterday who's only 20 years old. Her and her boyfriend are living together. Their college, uh, one is graduating from college and the other one is in college. And she said to me, she's never seen more poverty than in America from where she comes from in Canada. Wow. She's never, that's, you know, Canada is said to be a country, you know, they, they've had their mayor, Tom Ford, you know, and, you know, it's said to be like, just one of the better countries that just, you know, you have to look at Canada and Switzerland. They know something that they're doing is right. They've had their degree of issues. I don't think anyone will ever buy bother Switzerland because everyone's money is in Swiss banks. So we won't have to worry about that one. But this is, uh, this is concerning. 
really concerning. So any thoughts from you on that one? Well, you know, it's just that the people need to be aware, and we all need to get together, and whether it's going to be townhouse meetings or state meetings where uh, people from this state and that state gets to talk and bring this awareness to how we want to manage these young people to help them graduate and be able to pay back these enormous, enormous um, uh, loans. Now, it's so funny, Gail, that you could come to our country from another country and go to school here, and you have a better chance of paying back your loan than if you're American citizen going to a university here. It's harder for you to pay back your loan. So, well, you know what's another that? topic for another. <laughs> Well, but you know what's interesting about that? You know, I've said the same thing to you, Jay, where I've said people from other countries, just like if I go to London, I'll learn more about London being here than the people in London, okay? So that's kind of norm, but the thing is that we have to understand, too, in order to go to another country to go to school, either you're receiving a scholarship or your family has the wherewithal to send you here, which is a lot of money, Okay. Um, you know, so that that is probably one reason, Jay, possibly, possibly, that people are able mm-hmm. to repay repay their debt. That's that's uh, that's probably why. You know, that makes sense. You know, that is probably and, and um, yeah, I would say that. Uh, so the know. job the job the job market has been very good, you know, since this administration. But the wages are <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> well, the, well, right. But here, um, here's the thing: it is, you know, it's this could go on <laughs> right forever. <laughs> you know, this could go on forever. You know, and I wanted to sneak something in here that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So, Jay, you told okay. us about two weeks ago. You told us about drones. Okay. Well, I'm going to take it a little further. They're using drones now, okay, to actually fly drones for medical patients. Okay? Whoa. And now we're all, yes. And we're also dealing with um, artificial intelligence and It's going to be deep. So, you know, it's, um, I don't know what else to say about it, but it's going to be quite deep. Quite, quite deep, and um, I'm I'm still concerned about that. My, you know, as I always say, there's flip sides to everything. You know, so, you know, on to the, as they say, on to the next, on to the next, <laughs> on to you know, on to the next. N- nearly one billion Indians in India still don't have internet access. One billion is a lot of people here. <laughs> And, you know, all of our texts and stuff and all the jobs are over, are being, you know, piped over there. And they don't even have um, the, you know, one billion of them don't even have any type of access. Uh, they're doing a, the government, the prime minister, he's trying to do a good job in growing the, the Internet so more people have access to the Internet. But the majority of the country still are offline. And I just want to bring that to the attention. And um, um, the World Bank has said that if we can get the population uh, – uh, online, they can do more things in, in, in public assistance and giving people uh, medical things that can help them and giving them more knowledge. So I just want to bring it to the attention. We need to get the whole world to have Internet access, not just India, but all of the other countries, so they will be aware and be of the but, aware. 
But we have to be careful of this because, see, here's the thing we have to be careful. What we call least developed countries, we're tipping the scale so the developed countries are not having either. We just spoke about this with a young man in school. Now, here's the thing. I'm looking at the article, Jay, that you're talking about. Now, here's another thing. Facebook's controversial initiative, which aims to bring affordable access to select Internet services to select developed countries. At the time, privacy advocates were saying that it violated net neutrality. Now, this is by way of CNET, and Jay, uh, Jay has brought this to us today. Here's the issue, though. When you're looking at Facebook, now, do you know, you know, this is another topic, but it goes right in. The reason why Facebook was probably denied recently, Gizmodo, another uh, known site, said this week that Facebook hires people that are third party to give you supposedly what's trending, but it's not. So if we say black lives matter, they put it all lives matter. Um, if we say, you know, something about Trump, he's not put in there. If we say something about Bernie Sanders, he may not be put in there. If we say something about Hillary Clinton, she may not be put in there. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's very important that we take a look at big companies coming in. Is Internet being held back so that the big companies can come in? You know, there's just so much to this, you know. And what's shocking is that I'm wondering what, you know, I I have to look this up while we're online, okay? Because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to know what India's population is, because India also, see, this is really contradictory to some degree. India is known for providing our outsourcing for technology, okay? So I'm looking at this right now. This has to be wrong because if India only has, as of 2013, there was one, I mean, as of 2016, it said India's population is 1.3 billion. So if it's 1.3 billion, you're telling me that only 300,000 people have Internet access? That's a little nuts. That's well, it's nuts. 3 million. It's 3 million people. That's still nuts, Three million people. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's, it's, I'm sorry. That's three million people. That's a little. That's a little bonkers, considering that we use them to outsource for some of the things that we do. That's a little bonkers. When you really think about it, you know what I mean. Right. So yeah, that's uh, that's about two major, maybe two, one and a half major cities in America. I think we have like. Maybe that's just one area of America, three million people. It's like one city. If you go to New York, there's one. <laughs> Exactamundo. New York has better <laughs> Right. <laughs> Exactamundo. So that is something for us to take a look at, you know? Um, right. Yeah. That's really something for us to take a look at. So, you know, yeah. You know, and, and how often does this go on in other countries? You know, our country, not everybody has access to Internet either. You know, I think that what we need to do is each country needs to take a a real big look, you know what I mean, at what's going on, what's really happening, you know what I mean, and then go from there, and then really go from there. Right. Well, I wanted to to let you know about uh, Rihanna. If uh, she's now offering college students, I think I think the young people are waking up, you know, because everybody's following Rihanna and stuff and all that stuff that happened before. And she's now offering college students scholarships, and she's saying, so get ready to work, 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 work. Now I don't know if this is publicity, 
thing for her song, uh, work, 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 you know, but she's offering these um, uh, scholarships and she's announced the global needs of the world. They need to uh, offer scholarships through her Clara Linnell Foundation, CF, CLF. And I'm just, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her. You know, I'm, but I think you know, we I'm a fan of her. I think we need to offer all people scholarships because here's the thing. Older people want to go back to school too and can't afford it. We have to do both. Do you know that it's being said, Jay, that uh, shortly um, people in three, I think it's three, that in 20 years people will have to make a decision, and I've said this to you before, the, the 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 people of today will have to make a decision in 20 years of taking care of their children or their parents. So older people have to stay valuable because we are valuable. And older, and when I say we, older is considered 30 and over. That's wow. crazy. Okay. <laughs> that's consider, it's considered, you know, that's really, really, really crazy. So, you know, yeah. You know, so what is our next topic, Mr. Logan? Um, well, that was the, that was my, my my topic was about Rihanna, and that was my um, my final topic there. Um, I just still um, want to say that uh, you know they're still looking for uh, things for our you know a fan of, of I'm a fan of Prince, and they're still looking in, in his in his uh, compound for uh, illegal um, drugs that were went over state lines. Um, to find out uh, what really happened, and they also found out that a doctor had prescribed him prescribed drugs a day before his uh, his, his leaving the this this place, and so now they're still looking for it. So you know, prescription drugs are dangerous. People need to monitor when they take prescription drugs. It doesn't matter if you're Prince or you can be whoever, but make sure if you have loved ones, um, uh, you elderly that when you're taking these drugs, make sure you don't mix them, you don't do any cocktailing, and you make sure you read the bottle and make sure that you do the right thing because, you know, it could happen to anybody. So that's all I want to say on that. This is starting to sound like, uh, what is his name? Um, <laughs> starting to sound like um, Michael Jackson. Yes, it's, this is, it is, and that's what, it's what it is. And it happens to a lot of other people that we don't know about. You know, these, these superstars, yes. They have these problems with prescription drugs and doctors, but they don't ever talk about Gail. I mean, you always try to bring it to attention. So what about the unknown people who die from these unknown causes of these prescription drugs? It's not just the big superstars. Well, let's go go further than that. Let's go even further than that, Jay. What about – it's not just them. It's also the mental behind it. You know, is are we overloaded? You know, you know, are we overloaded with work production? But then the flip side of it is, some of it, I don't know. It's just hard to say. But you know, it's something to look out for. You know, and um, that's all I can say. It's something to definitely look out for. It's, it's so definitely. easy though to make a mistake. It's easy to make a mistake when you're taking pills too. It's like you know, you might say, well, take two in the morning, and then sometimes. You know, with medication, people forget that they even took it. You know, it's it's this it's just really really hard for elderly. You know, they they don't remember. Mm-hmm. Did you take your meds this morning? Oh, I think I did. Or if you did, now your heart your blood pressure is so high because you thought you did. But then I think I should take another one just in case. Bam! Then you okay. got a problem. 
Or, so it's very, 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 very difficult. It is, or it could be like my mom who purposely did it so she didn't have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, uh, no, you know, I don't remember. Or she would say, yeah, I forget it. <laughs> You know, right, 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 right. So you know, it, 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 it to me, it's kind of funny because my mom would do that, and we're like, um, "We know you didn't take it," and she's like, "No, I took it. <laughs> I took it. I took everything I was supposed to take." You know, so you know, um, yeah, we used to go through that with her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's you know, you know." And then I remember one time we took, uh, we gave her medication, and the doctor had a too high of a dosage. And you know, oh, mm-hmm. today. Speaking of uh, elderly, okay, guys, this is hilarious. There was a um, Home and Family. I watch Home and Family on the Hallmark sh- uh, channel if I'm working from home sometimes. And they were sitting down. They were talking about t- how do you tell an older person that they're too old to drive, right? Well, they considered older 65 and 60. And I'm saying to myself, oh, my God. If I had told my mother at 60 and 65 that she was too old to drive and they're telling you how to have the conversation with them, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now. It was hilarious. I'm like, oh, so now (laughs) you're considered old driving at 60 and 65. What? Are you serious? Like, that was hilarious to me. That was so hilarious. So, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder. But, you know, have we lost our complete minds, you know? Just literally, have we right. lost our complete mind? It was hilarious. That's that's, Just, that's very hilarious because it's, it's a lot of young people. I, I know one of my friends, his grandfather's 91 girls. He's driving everywhere. I mean, does everything. So it's a lot of young people that are 17, 18, they can't drive a lick. I would rather ride with him. <laughs> so, you know, he goes both awesome. ways, so you can't really – can't tell people, you know, they have to take the test, you know. But there's some elderly people, they drive very well. Matter of fact, they're yeah. like, um... <laughs> and then, and I do have to admit, there are some elderly people that don't. Okay? There's yes. some elderly people, like, you are sitting there, and it's like, okay, you know, but these are the people who are like 85 and 90, and we will all be there one day. But I mean, I've seen a 90 year old drive, and I'm like, where are you going? Okay, really? Where are you going? And they're just like, oh, well, you know, they're moving along. Let's see how we can get there. Okay. You know, and I'm sitting here like, okay, they're not going to move, you know. And you don't want to be rude, you know. You don't want to be rude, but you're like, okay. And they're just like plopping along, you know, let me see. You know, I'll get there. You know, and it's kind of funny, you know. So, you know, we will all be in our 50s and our 60s and our 70s one day but you're sitting down with your parent at 60 or 65, you're going to get a shoe thrown at you. Can you imagine that? I mean, I was sitting there. It was so hilarious to me. I said, oh, this, this can't get any better. This literally can't get any better. So that's just, you know, one of the things I wanted to share with you. So shout out to Home and Family on the Hallmark Channel. People are not that old, guys. Come on. You know, Really? Anyway, so I just wanted to share that one. I thought it was hilarious. I really did. Right, right. It is. You know, so, um, Jay, do we have anything else uh, for that for for today? I mean, 
I can't believe what, oh, what I do want to talk about, I'm sorry, uh, since we're waiting for our guests to come on, Jay, I have to talk about this. Can you believe they said 2015 was a banner year for the music industry? Now, here's what's interesting to me about that, Jay. It's a banner year, right? Mm-hmm. But, and it could be from people actually having to tour, okay? But was it a banner year really for sales? That's what I want to know. What do you think? Uh, it, it was a it was a banner year because now they're getting a hold on a little bit on piracy, you know. With uh, they just decided to stop selling music altogether and use streaming services. So right, this so is what the, they're talking. It's a it's a banner year for them, not for us. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I don't understand how that's a banner year because here's my issue with this. If it's a banner year and you're streaming, right? But you're making one cent. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to go here. You're making one cent, okay? Really, literally, one cent, a penny, okay? A penny or a couple of pennies after 200 people. But they don't, what if 200 people don't like your song? You know, word of mouth gets away a, a long way. So, you know, it's, uh, it's unreal. It's unreal. Well, it's it a, is unreal. It's a, banner, it's, it's a banner year for the subscription companies. It's not a banner year for the musical composers and songwriters and musicians. So it's a banner year. When they say it's a banner year, music is doing great. Oh, yeah, for you guys, nine ninety nine a month from a million subscribers. That's wonderful. But for us, uh, little guys, it's really not a banner year for us. It's a banner year for the people who sell music, not the people who make music. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I want to ask I, you two. Oh, go ahead. I want please. To. No, no, no. Please ask me. Ask me. No, this, oh, is, this, is, this, this, this is going off topic to another topic. I want to finish this topic, which you were going to say. You were going to say something, and I was going to go to a different topic. So. Oh, no. Let's go to a, Well, no, I was going to say I was going to sing, but I don't think the audience wants to hear me sing. So let's go to the other topic yeah, you can. today. I just want to tell the audience, Gail can sing. She always says she can't sing. I've told her for years. She can sing. She, and, she, and she can definitely tell you if you cannot sing, so she knows. Um, I want to talk about the state of emergency <laughs> of Oklahoma. The <laughs> state of emergency declared for the 15 um, Oklahoma uh, counties after the tornado, tornado strike. And uh, you know, I'm wondering, I live in California, we have earthquakes, and you guys have blizzards. Yeah, what do you think about these tornadoes that are, you know, 10 injured, large tornado range of But the tornadoes have always been in the Midwest. You see, we're just, the, the, the weather has just become a little bit, more, you know, worse. But the tornadoes, my dear, has always been there. This is not anything new. You know, this is not anything new at all. The tornadoes have always been there. That's what we have to realize. This is not something you know, new to the world. You know, it's always been there. And I think if we can just get understand that, you know, it, it, it's it's just always been there. I don't know any other way to say it. Well, did you move to the Midwest and tornado? Would you, would you want to live in these areas or would you still no, stay I would not, in no, New York and no, freezing? No, no. You, you rather freeze. You rather freeze. You know, you, 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 let's put it this way. You hear me talking over you and you know I love you, Jay, but, you, you know, you don't even have to worry, you know. I used to I used to say, oh, I go through this. No, mm-mm, no, I'm good. I'm really good, guys. I'm fine, actually. I'm happy. Okay, don't have to worry about me. I'm good. New York is good. I love New York. 
Have you ever been in a tornado? Have you ever been experienced? Have you ever? No. Um, and and I would never. Okay. I don't intend to. You know, I'm a scaredy. Everyone, no, I'm a scaredy cat. You hear me? I'm a scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. You, so. So you wouldn't do a chase. You wouldn't chase to put on those tornado chasers. They go and they get their cars and they chase the tornado to get footage. And you wouldn't be one of those people that would. Oh. No. 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 Sorry. Oh. No. No. Okay. No. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Not happening. I'm dead serious. Will never happen. Could not happen. Will not do it. No. 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 Uh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> Folks, I'm sorry to be so live today. I'm just so glad that Jay is back and happy about that. But I have to tell you guys, there's no way. Excuse my expression. I'm not cursing over the air. You've heard hell before. There's no way in living hell. No, I'll stay in New York. The only way I won't stay in New York, oh, I better not say this, if a certain person gets elected, I will be leaving the planet. So I'll just leave that there for another time. But, yeah, no, no way. No, no, could never happen. <laughs> could not happen. So, you know, it's, it's um, you know, people laugh at me and they say, damn, you make sense. I said, no, I'm, that's never going to happen. You see, it's never, ever, ever going to happen. No, sorry. Nope, 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 nope. But you know, okay, I do well, wish I do wish other people credit for living in that because you see a tornado like what has just passed, they wouldn't have to worry about me packing anything. I would just take myself to New York. <laughs> that would be it. I would tell my children, I would tell my husband, if I was single, you wouldn't have to worry. They could the tornado could have everything because I wouldn't be waiting for a second one. And because it's very scary, you know? It's a very scary situation because it's not like it's someone even shooting at someone or, um, you know, uh, there was a fire. This is, this is something that is part of nature and you can't stop it, you know, and that is, that's scary for me. You know, that's, that's me being real. Some people will say, well, that's silly. That's fine. But that's very scary because it is not something that, not about controlling, because I don't believe in control. I believe that we all manage our lives. But that's something you can't manage. That is something you cannot manage. And, you know, that's all I can say. You can't manage that. So that's really scary for me. And um, I think it's scary, to be honest with you, Jay, for a lot of people. Um, I want to say, moving on to another topic, that did you, do you shop at Macy's? I mean, you shop Macy's. I know you have. They're in serious trouble, Gil. Macy's have reported a 7% drop in sales. They're losing out to the online uh, Amazon.com and all these other online stores. Um, They've dumped a lot of product. And um, right now they're going to start closing some of the brick-and-mortar stores, which is kind of sad because I grew up with Macy's and this new way of living, this new digital world is changing everything. So, so yeah, so uh, some of the Macy's stores, stores are going to be closing soon, and um, some of the discount Nordstrom, Racks, and, and a lot of other stores are facing difficult challenges in this new digital age. Well, I think everything is going to start coming back. I really do, and I know that a lot of people are like, okay, is she living in another world? No. I think like the guests that we have coming on today, we're going to learn to appreciate the things of old. You know, people like to say, oh, you're, you know, 
you're not talking about me, but I'm talking about your universally, that people are living in the digital age. No, people are not actually living in the digital age. People are having a sense of something. You can't, you know, it's almost like the Jetsons, you know. It's an old show. People still watch it, okay, all the way to Star Wars. Star Wars is still being watched, okay. So if we can take the old and still do it there, why can't we still do it with places like Macy's and other places? You know, we need to bring youth back to, I don't even say youth, we need to bring people back to the experience of shopping again. You know what I mean? Just the experience right. of shopping again. You know, people don't have that experience, honey, of shopping again. I love to go. I mean, as well as I love online, you know what I can't stand? You're online. This this is hilarious to me. You're online, right, and you mm-hmm. buy something, and then you have to send it back, okay? That is, <laughs> that becomes, a, okay, that's hilarious to me. Okay, we are waiting for our guests. I hope all is well, Dr. Stone. Um, you know, so we'll wait further for our guests. But, yeah, it, it's hilarious to me that, you know, we are, we're doing all of this, but, you know, send it back to you because it was the wrong size or it didn't fit. I think online is great. I still love, you can find great deals online. But I think online should be used to bring us out together, connect. Macy's was a family thing. You know, look at the NFL. You can watch it on TV, but being at the game, man, once you get that experience, oh, my God. Once you get that experience, you don't want to not be a part of it. You know what I mean? Right. The, yeah, it, it's right. It's, 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 yeah, it's true. And you, you got all these other – it's nothing like the real thing, like Coca-Cola used to say. It's the real thing, and it's nothing like the real thing, the real experience. But when they're, but when they're hiding a lot of the real experiences from a lot of the consumers who were a, piece, a lot of these young people – like well, I had a friend, and she said she went into her, her lecturer, had asked the class. And she's, she's a little older. Have you ever heard of Donna Ross – or, you know, or uh, Aretha Franklin, and only like two people raised their hand, you know, that heard of Donna Ross. <laughs> or any older traditional. The fun, but the funniest thing is they've heard of Michael Jackson. They've heard of Prince. We need to know what is being u- utilized for the Michael Jacksons, the Princes, Jaggers. They've heard of that. So we need to find out what is being utilized in that space for those artists and multiply it around to other artists. But, Jay, without further ado, oh, my God, I'm excited. We're going to have Dr. Kate Stone is, is there for us. Are you ready to bring on Dr. Stone? Yes, yes. Let's, let's bring Dr. Stone on. I'm really ready. Dr. Mm-hmm. Stone, how are you? Hi, I'm great, thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, oh, no problem. Dr. Stone, please meet Mr. Jay Logan from San Francisco, California. We are so excited to have you on today. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm excited to be here as well. I'm so excited you're on our show, and it's wonderful to have you here today. And, yes, I'm glad to meet you also. Well, you know, um, Dr. Stone, we're really happy to have you here. And so if it's okay with you, 
we don't want all the goodies to get out at one time. So if you wouldn't mind telling your, telling your answers to each question, because we don't want to tell everybody all the good stuff before the end of the show. Is that okay with you? That's fine. We do the slow reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dr. Stone, it's so great to have you meeting. You know, meeting is one of the things for me, as I always share, it's about bringing technology to life through the things that we already have that allow people to physically experience technology in everyday living together. Would you let everyone mm-hmm. know what you do without giving away everything so we may keep people in suspense? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, I just hope we don't build it up and then it's a disappointment. But um, so I'll I'll tell you just very briefly what I do. So my background is that I'm a scientist um, and I studied electronics and I studied physics. I did my PhD in physics. So it's that sort of scientific background. But then I became really fascinated with printing, with conductive inks, um, and then how we could bring printing, which is the most pervasive manufacturing process and most pervasive user interface in the world print is everywhere and how we could combine that with graphics what would happen if all of the print or some of the print around us started to become magically interactive and you could touch it and it could talk to you or you could touch it and it connects to the internet but when I started combining those two things together what I made looked a bit like a Doc Brown science experiment and I became a little bit ashamed, but I could see the potential, um, but I couldn't create it in a way that other people could see and feel and experience the potential. So what I realized was the missing ingredient was, was artistic creativity. So I kind of went on a mission to join up with artists and designers so I could combine basically combine art and science and try to make make everyday things magically interactive. Wow. <laughs> well, I know, Jay, I know Jay has a question for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, have a, I have a wonderful question. And this, this, this is probably a huge question, uh, Dr. Stone. What about science do you love so much, Dr. Stone? Huh. Well, being a scientist, enables me to be an explorer so I, I think I mean to me science is about going into the darkness being driven by curiosity and allowing your curiosity to overcome inhibitions and fears so that then you are, your eyes can be open so they're not shut with fear your eyes can be open um, and you can start to see things that no one else could see before um, and discover new things. So driven by curiosity, scientist lets me be an explorer. Mm. Wow. Mm. I want to come back to you later on if we have time. That, that <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, I do too. Yeah, we both do because Jay and I love science. So we're going to come back to that one, okay, Dr. Stone? So, you know, okay. Dr. Stone, what do you love, you know, what do you love about music so much and what are your favorite bands? Well, okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm okay. Well, I don't know. I think what I, what I love about music so much is um, it's just, it's such a wonderful communicator. Um, and I think um, it allows us to communicate in a different way than, than, than how we do when we use words and we use language. Because music communicates to us through feeling, which is so much more of a natural way to communicate. 
often when you listen to a song or listen to some music that you absolutely love, you've no idea why. Um, it just it connects to you. And I think music can connect at a subconscious level um, and, and it can connect without you having to know, without you having to have learned certain things, without... It, it, I just think it's it's a great emotional connector and communicator. Um, and you listen to music and music can make you move. Um, I, and I kind of like... I like EDM. I like hip-hop, grime, drum and bass, um, sort of dance-type music. Um, yeah. Those are the genres oh, wow. rather than the names of people, but that's the sort of music I like. Oh, that's so cool. That is really cool. You know, um, well, you know, I, I'm excited. So, Jay, go ahead with the next question because I can't wait till we get to the other questions. Oh, okay, Mr. S- uh, Dr. Stone. I wanted to know, did you play, did you like music? Did you play any instruments in school? Do you, you know, are you uh, musically inclined or... Anything like that, maybe? Uh, I I think I I felt musically inclined, but at the same time, I realised I was when it came to playing instruments, I was musically inept. <laughs> I tried to <laughs> I tried to play the guitar, but I just and I and I I really wanted to and I tried, but I just I just couldn't manage to do it. Um, so it, it's kind of given me this desire to want to play music, but kind of like always lacked the, the skills to do it. So it's given me the drive to want to partner and work with musicians, work with people who either make music, um, create music, curate music, juice music, and trying to put that together into the things that I make so that anyone who's musically inept like me can touch objects and can, can play with things that start to create and let some beats unfold. And so that, you know, people can just have that moment of go, going, wow, I'm actually making some music. And I want to feel like that. And I want other people to feel like that too. Wow. That's interesting. That, that is great. We could probably talk to you all day, but we're going to be good. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, it's funny that you would say, Dr. Stone, that you weren't musically inclined. I love the violin, and I was, I've always been one of those people who was pretty good at music instruments, but not the way I would have loved to. Like, I wanted to be a singer, and Jay claims that I can sing, but people used to leave the room, so you know what you're good at. <laughs> so maybe, my question maybe they my, maybe they left the room to go and find their friends because you were so amazing. <laughs> oh, yes, I exactly love that. Yes, exactly. I'll <laughs> take that. I'll definitely take that. And so you know now the, now technology and science are different. How did you merge them together with music, and where did your inspiration come together for this? Um. So technology and science. So. Well, technology and science, or technology and art, or technology and art and science and music. Um, I guess, I mean, yeah, all these things are different, but the way I see them is they're facets of the same thing. So, like, if you look at, like, art and science, you could say that, you could, I mean, in my mind, I see that like a coin. So one side is art, one side is science. You can't have a one-sided coin. It has to have two sides. So although they are different, they are facets of the same thing. So, so I mean, science is an, under, is an understanding of how things work. Technology is an implementation. Now that you understand how something works, 
technology is an implementation based on that knowledge to create a thing that will then do predictable things. And then music is using that thing to create something that people can enjoy. So you might understand the science of vibrations and stretching a string and turn that into the technology of a guitar. And then in turn, that becomes music. So to, to me, they're, they're, all, they're all parts of the same greater thing. But when people look at them in isolation, they're kind of missing the whole, the, the whole picture. Or you, you, can't, you can't really have music without technology because it has to be created on something. I mean, even if it's your voice and understanding, understanding that, understanding how you project your voice, understanding how you create resonance and, and all of that, that's the science of it. And, and the technology is almost our, our, our body. So, so if we want to create totally new things and new experiences, we have to understand the science. We have to put it together in a form of technology. And then even if you just do that, it just becomes a thing. Until there's music on it, no one understands it. No one understands why it will connect with them, why they'll want to use it. it, it, it if you create a piece of technology that could make beautiful music until it's played and has music on it, it doesn't make anybody dance. So all of these things have to go together. Wow, that's uh, that's wonderful. Um, boy, God, you know, we have a wonderful <laughs> guest here. You know, I got well, I have questions about music and frequencies and vibrations, how music is used to heal and all kind of things. But we can get on that yeah. topic another time. But what I we have to have him come back for that. We definitely have to. Yeah, come because back that. It's, I want to know what he thinks about all of that stuff and the the old ancient healing and vibrations and and, and frequency healing. Um, yeah, that's what I, I want to ask you. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Dr. Stone, I hope you come back. Please, 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 please. Um, what and how did you come up with this idea of using printing to be merged with music in tech and scientists? How, how did this happen? Um, well, I, I guess, like, so, yes, I was a scientist, and then I started working for, a, I left the university and then started working for a startup company that was looking at how to use printing to print electronic devices, print transistors, and those types of things. But it was really high-tech, and they were trying to create quite sophisticated pieces of electronics. And I worked there for four years, but by then I'd become inspired with printing. So then I'm inspired with printing and, and you know, inspired with and have a knowledge of electronics. Um, and I started out on my own and in my own garage, and... I started creating things and putting things together, but no one really understood what they were, what they could be used for. And, and I love music and I love the idea of playing around with music. And so it just started to become apparent to me that if I can use the things that, I, that I'm building to create music, it's a perfect way of, of allowing people to experience what I've created in a way that connects with them in a deeper way. Because I don't want to create anything that people are impressed with as a piece of technology. I want to create technology that enables people to have an immersive emotional experience and it's the experience that feels magical rather than being impressed with the particular thing that I've created. So the more I started to use what I've created in the world of music, the more people got interested and the more and more I got pulled into that world and musicians reach out to me and 
recently some record labels have been reaching out to me and when ad agencies reach out ad agencies realize the way to connect with a lot of people is through music so the things that i can create um can become a musical experience that that they can use to connect to a lot of people great answer yeah, yeah. that's that's very that's really powerful Wow, I can give an okay. example of 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 one would of you? those things. Would you? Yeah. Please. So yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, I was asked to speak at TED, um, which was an an awesome experience, um, on that TED main stage, and I, I wanted a demo of something because I really wanted to show people that paper can be so different to what anyone imagined, and I wanted to do something that would just just totally change people's perspectives and people's minds. So I thought what I'll try and do is I will DJ on a piece of paper and I will turn a piece of paper into two DJ turntables. And, and at the end of my talk for a minute or two, I would, I would DJ on this piece of paper by a piece of paper that's, that's wireless and it's got an image of turntables and you can scratch, mix, crossfade and do sound effects. So it took me a few weeks and I made that and I used that at the end of my talk. And the purpose was exactly what, like I said, it was to, to change people's minds or perception of what paper can be and what technology can be through a musical demonstration without me needing to use words. So I did that and, and it was really fun. And, and I got to tell my kids that I was flown to L.A. to DJ for one minute. <laughs> um, but, but DJ Kubert um, saw that and he's like one of the best scratch DJs in the world. He saw that talk online like six months later and he reached out and he said, would you make my album cover? So he's bringing out his first album in like 16 years. And um, would you make my album cover be exactly that? So we put paper thin Bluetooth DJ turntables into Qbert's album cover and, and he brought those out and we made one and a half thousand of those. So, so for me, it was a means to communicate it directly communicated with one of the best DJs in the world and it ended up becoming his record cover. Wow. That's all I can say. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> kind of like what we got to um, experience, you know, when we were at the UN. Um, you yeah. know, one of the things that I would like to know is, you know, for me, what you're doing brings us back to the reality, the place in our lives where we can dream again. What do you think mm -hmm. about us consistent, consistently saying to young people, they're the future, pressuring them into a society we created? You know, like, you're the future, you're the future, and they feel like they have to do something where is, you know, we've, we've been given our, you know, if you're 30 or over, you've been given your own opportunity to go down the road you'd like. Um, Dr. Stone, do we give them the opportunity to follow their own road as you did? They absolutely have to because it's the only road that any of us can follow is our own road. We, we have to. And I, I think sometimes the challenge is, I mean, certainly the challenge for me when I was at school um, is I always thought that I was supposed to know what I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to be. Um, it's something that I should know. It's something that everyone else seemed to know, and I didn't know. And because I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. 
um, I didn't do very well at school. I mean, I failed most of my high school, and it was it was only after for me taking a journey of four years through working on farms in Australia and traveling through Asia that I finally figured it out and came back and went to university and, and worked really hard and somehow managed to get my PhD from Cambridge, which I don't know how that happened from working on farms. Wow. Um, but what I realize now is that thinking that when I was at school that I'm supposed to know is wrong. It's not about what you know, it's about what you feel. And it's so important to tap into what you feel, not what anyone else tells you you should be. You have to follow what feels right to you and you have to become that person because that person is who you are. And, you know, like, and our job is to be the most awesome version of ourselves. Um, and I, I, yeah, so I think it's important that the, the only thing you should take seriously is having fun. And the greatest you can be is yourself. Um, and the right way to go is with your flow. So you have to learn to grow with your flow and tap into that. Powerful. I love powerful. that. I love that answer. <laughs> That's, if, if, most of our, if most of the kids can hear you tell them that in, in these schools, boy, it would be a lot, there would be a, there'd be a lot more graduates because... Well, that is uh, so it, important what you said. It is. And okay, you know, well, just thought, I, I have a, just, I'm sorry, please go ahead. I'm sorry, I have a request then. I'm going to be in, in North Carolina next week to speak at MoCFest. Um, and, and I've said I would, I would love, when I go to places to give a talk, I've decided I'd love to go and give a talk in a school or some kind of youth club or something somewhere nearby where I give a talk. So I'll be giving a talk, I'll be giving these two talks at Mergfest next week, um, and I think I'm there a little bit the week after as well. If there's a school or anywhere that I could go and give a talk and show some of my work, just one, and anyone knows where that is and what I should do, then then let me know. So that's my request for some help. <laughs> okay. Certainly, our audience hears that, so you guys, we're going to get his information, <laughs> her, uh, your information, and we're going to. We're gonna figure this one out because what you said is, you know, is so ah, oh, so real. It's so real. It is. A lot of these kids are lost. Yeah, the, most <laughs> most of these kids are lost. I, you know, actually, Jay, I don't think the kids are lost. I think they don't have the support. Uh, society here, especially in the United States, is telling them that they should do this instead of that. Oh, you yes. need to fight. You need to fight climate. You need to do this. You need to do that. And we have a lot of youth that come to Jay and I. We're very immersed in youth and education. That's part of what Jay and I do. And a lot of youth come to us and say, we feel pressured. We can't live our own life. Now, you'll be coming to New York soon, and I definitely will personally, you know, you and I talk. We will personally get together, and I'm going to have you speak to several youth. And, you know, Dr. Stone, a lot of youth in urban environments have lost their will. They don't feel that they can afford. Some of our generations are losing sense of self. Some of them can't even afford to go to college. Some of them can't even afford to send their parents to, you know, I mean, their parents can't send them to college, okay? They're taking exorbitant Mm -hmm. uh, loans out to pay for school. We need to have someone like you share the importance of this, okay? We really do. Yeah. I would would love to. I'd love to. Well, we will definitely work with you to do that. And, um, you know, you said you'd be partnering up with us a little bit on a few things here and there. And, you know, we're just to let our audience know we're in the beginning stages with Dr. Stone. So we don't know where that partnership may lead to, but Dr. Stone has agreed to do a small thing, and we, we'll see how that goes. 
Um, yeah. I, I well, just, well I we, just... met at, we met at the UN, and the yeah. reason we met at the UN was because someone reached out to me and asked if I would speak to their youth group in New York, which was in the basement of a church last summer. And I, I didn't, and I spoke to five-year-olds, eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds, and they loved it. One of the moms was head of the World Intellectual Property Office at the UN and reached out a few months ago and said, loved your talk and how you spoke to my daughters. Would you come and do the same thing at the UN? I didn't know it would take me there, and I didn't do it because it would take me anywhere. I, I, just, I just did it because I could, and I know it makes a difference, especially if you can just speak to people in a normal way. I'm not trying to speak to anyone to preach or you know to try and be to try and be clever or anything i i'm i just i like to tell stories of my my sort of ramshackle journey and how it's how it's helped me create a more magical future but i've created what i've created by getting off the train that everybody else was on leaving where i was leaving the path that everyone told me to be on disappearing into my garage being out in the wilderness and reconnecting with the path that i should have being on i think people feel lost because they've been misdirected and following other people's dreams and we need to let them follow their own dreams well you know it's funny that you should say this because um the project that jay and i are on came out of one thing for him and came out of one thing for me and mine came with the death of my mother uh four years ago and you know what i can say to you is that i you know jay and i've been lucky with the, the mothers that we had you know, growing up, our mothers told us, go for what it is that you want to go for. Do not mm-hmm. be limited by what other, you know, people think you should do. We were all always mm-hmm. told that. Not every student is told that. And I have yeah. nieces that are told the same uh, thing. So it's, it's, um, not, it's not easy. And I think what we need to do is we need to gently give young people, let them have experiences where they can, safely regain that feeling of, 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 of following what they feel. You can't, I mean, it's difficult to, 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 to say to when people are being guided all, all of the way and then say, right, suddenly go and do your own thing. It's really difficult. It's really scary. You, you know, and, I, and I do small but scary things for me, um, you know, all, all the time. Um, like last end of last summer, I decided I wanted to start sleeping outside a couple of nights a week. It took me five hours to build up the courage and confidence to go outside and sleep in my hammock in the car park. Um, but, but I did, and now I do. A couple of nights a week, I sleep outside. It's such an easy thing, but it's really, really difficult. But it gives us gentle experience of following our feelings. It's not something you can just instantly do. No, you can. Um, wow. We had a guest by the name of Gordana Birnott uh, last week from Sweden. And she spoke about the fact that we need to check in with ourselves because the reality that's outside of us, and this is something that I really ascribe to, we often look for the answers to our life outside of us. We don't look for the answers within. We don't ask us. And the reality of what we're looking at on the outside of us is the reality that we created in our lives in the first place. I know. It's it's, it's crazy. I'll, I'll give you a crazy example. We spend a huge amount of money creating um, massive telescopes to search for proof that there's life in the universe, billions. And guess where that proof is? It's on the other end of the telescope. <laughs> we are proof that there's life in the universe. We kind of forget to notice. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's the truth because you're, you're, so, you're so busy looking outward 
that the, what you're looking outward for, and now I truly get it, all of what we've heard these years, all these years, is what you're looking outward for was already over here in the beginning. So how can you know what to create that, that you want to create in your life or create with others if you're so busy looking on the outside, you don't get a chance to create it because you're so busy looking outside to get the answers no. created from there. You're not following your inner and in you. No. That could be brilliant. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll give you one, one more example. Every, everything that we need and everything that we need to become who we, who we, who we should be is generally all around us. I was... I was in someone's I was I was in someone's back garden a few weeks ago and there was a massive oak tree, a beautiful oak tree. And what came to my mind is that an acorn turns into an oak tree only from things it touches directly. It doesn't even reach out. An an acorn becomes an oak tree only from things that come to it and touch it. Molecule by molecule. It becomes a beautiful, massive oak tree. It doesn't go to the hardware store and buy some lumber or order some leaves off Amazon. It just becomes by using what is around it. And that's how nature works. And we forgot about that. Exactly. And we forgot about nature, which brings us back to why you're on this show. Jay knows that I <laughs> love to integrate the old with the new. It's, it's, it's an important yeah. thing, you know. So, um you know, it's just it's just an important thing. So that's um Well I I believe that science, which is an understanding of the inside of nature, plus art, which is an expression of the outside of what how nature makes us feel. When you add art plus science, what you get is nature. And so that's what I'm trying to do, combining art and science to create things that are a much more natural um, digital experience really so pieces of paper that connect to the internet that talk to you and I believe the future won't look like a scary future like Minority Report or the Jetsons I believe the future will look more like Mary Poppins or Harry Potter that we're always we're always nostalgic about the past and we stare at the future in some sort of futuristic way the people in the future will be over futuristic and they will be nostalgic just like we are and technology like computers used to fill a room and now they fill our pocket. Their destiny is to disappear, is to disappear into within all of the everyday things around us. So I see a future that will look, could look like a thousand years ago, but magical. And that magical will just come from how we've put technology into things, but from a combination of, of art plus science. We split the two. We split art and science. We split the children from artists and scientists. The first person I hired as a scientist was an artist because I knew my life wasn't complete without having an artist. My team is a mix of art and science so that we can create things that from the beginning are going to be natural. Wow. Wow. Um, I know that Jay has another question for you. Okay. Yeah, um, i like to know, uh, Dr. Stone, what is the difference in the feedback from young people and adults that you hear of connecting with your products? Hmm. Do you know, I think it's a little bit difficult to answer because I think when, when adults often touch the things I've created, I think for a moment they become children again. 
<laughs> which which is quite magical. <laughs> wow. Because I mean that's that's really what I want to do. I want to create things that make people smile and um and kind of take them away to another place where they can kind of suddenly be imagining imagining something different. Um I think if you give an adult a piece of technology then they're kind of like considering and thinking about the functionality. And I think when you give it to a child they're more likely sort of think about how they might use it, how they might play with it, but in a more creative way about how they can use it for something else. I mean, we see that's what children do a lot. They take objects that aren't meant to do certain things and add their imagination and suddenly recreate some kind of experience using pegs from a clothesline that you have your washing out with and suddenly they become dolls or soldiers or, you know, whatever those things, or cars or boats or something. Um, and that's kind of like what what we do when we're children. Um, and but as adults, we think more about the functionality and who will use it and how much it costs and where are the instructions. Um, but you know, I'm trying to create things that are more of a natural experience that seems to sometimes unleash the inner child. Wow, gotcha. Well, you know, gotcha totally. You know. It's funny that you say that because that's what I was thinking when we had one of the reasons why we wanted to have you in the show. When I was playing with what you had in the thing, you kept, you know, I wanted to just sit with it. I wanted to be selfish and not give it to anyone. Um, but you know, for me, for me, what you're doing brings, and, and this is funny because what my question is: for me, what you're doing brings us back to reality, to place in our lives where we can dream again. What do you think about yeah. us consistently saying to young people? Um, I know, I'm sorry, Dr. Stone. Um, what I'd like to know, what was your journey like um, to bring the ideas from what you told me was in your head to life? What gave you that courage so that others, regardless of age, know that they, can do, they too can do the same? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's... Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna, well, it can actually be dark and lonely. Um, consistently following a feeling, um, being told that what you're doing won't work, be told that what you're doing has no purpose. Um, because, and people say that because that's what they see. And because what they see is all that's on the outside. But what we have as individuals is we know what's on the inside. And we can't expect other people to be able to see that because we can't see that in other people ourselves. So it's kind of been a dark and, a dark and lonely, lonely journey, journey. But one of the things that I've realized for me, success is spending every single day doing what I love and doing what I believe in and being who I feel I am. That is success. When we define success by fame and fortune, um, that is a place we're never going to reach because we will never have enough and we will never be famous enough and it will, we will never reach that point. So it's kind of, it's, I, I've just learned to be very happy with constantly pursuing my own journey and my own thing. That's what keeps me going every day. It's, it's, it's never, and it's the difference between enjoying the journey, walking up a mountain than thinking it's all about the step, you know, the last step on the mountain, in realizing that that life is about journey and it's not about destination. Because when you take it to the extreme, the ultimate destination, unfortunately, is death. <laughs> so you really had better get used to enjoying journeys. 
and 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 that's 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 why I've learned. Um, and the that same almost methodology or same way of being has manifested in my life in in several different ways. So I've had several different journeys with with technology and with you know with like with with personal struggles and you know I had a crazy accident a few years ago that left me. <laughs> left me almost dead basically and all of those things i i've come along i've come along the journey in the same way appreciating the small things of every single day um is the way that every day is a success wow that, that brings me dr scone to this one important question you know everything you just said Gail, it makes me want to throw away my um my lotto tickets, you know, he says, you know, follow your dreams, follow your dreams, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just said. But my question here, Dr. Stone, is what don't we know about people in imagination? Well, what, can you explain that again? Explain that a little bit more. Well, <laughs> uh, so, you know, what don't we, well, well, you know, when people have their dreams and they imagine things and they bring, they manifest things, what don't we know about people in imagination? Okay. Um, what don't we know? Um, you mean about what imagination is, or because I, I think, I think often, unfortunately, we imagine the worst, um, and we we imagine all of the reason why things can't happen, um, and we need to hmm. suspend all, all of that. I'm hoping this is kind of what you mean, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, and I I think we have to we have to really like focus on the positive and 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 when we do that then the things that we imagine are it, the things that we imagine are the, are the things that are possible in our imagination rather than all the things that aren't possible in our imagination um i mean you know one of the places where our imagination goes a little bit wild is in the dark and like i said like as a scientist i kind of like live in the darkness and i realized that I live my life at the edge of darkness, always trying to shed light into the darkness and then constantly moving back to the edge of darkness. And I've realized that the dark is where our demons live. And I've also realized that when we can get the demons out of our dark, out of our heart, we are no longer afraid of the dark. And then we can go into the darkness and let our imagination see all of the things that are possible. Um, So, I mean, yeah, for me, that's the thing about people and imagination. Does technology give you the chance to use your imagination, Dr. Stone? Yeah, definitely, because it, it creates... Okay, imagine a very simple and old technology. Pigments in paint and bristles on a paintbrush. When an artist has something in their mind, something in their imagination, the technology of, of paint and paintbrushes allows their imagination to manifest in the form of a painting. And the same for a piano as a piece of technology, the same for a computer or for Photoshop or for creating a web page. Technology is, is, the, is a framework or a platform upon which the things in our imagination can manifest. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We got to have you back soon. Uh, we run out of time, but we just got to have you. 
<laughs> you know, one 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 of the things that I wanted to say to you um, as well is um, it, what's interesting about this whole thing um, is that it's it's hard to say. You know, we definitely have to have you back another time. I think what often happen what often happens is um, you know we had Gordana Birnot on. I I I I would love for you two to meet because one of the things she talks about is. We the, the same area of the brain that we worry is the same area we daydream. And if we spend more time strictly daydreaming, then what we want to reality to come will happen. And one of the things I find is if you visualize more, if you daydream about what you want to happen, that actually gets created. When you worry of course. And, then you da- and then you daydream on top of that, the universe only answers what you're worried about. It doesn't know the difference. Of course. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. When we, imagine... Imagine um, your dream or the or the thing that you want to do is a jigsaw. It's all jumbled about all of these jigsaw pieces, and and if you daydream, and this is like I daydream a lot, <laughs> so I sit, I just sit and just sit and do nothing and just stare into space. It kind of scares people sometimes. But what's happening in my mind is all of those jigsaw pieces are swirling around like flakes in one of those crisp balls that you have, you know, that you shake up. And um, those are all the jigsaw pieces. And daydreams and dreams are like our, our brain running all of the processes of just letting all those jigsaw pieces float around and start to feel the connections. And some of the connections manifest in, in weird dreams and weird things, but they're kind of like ways of testing all of those things out. So you spend that time daydreaming, dry running and, of, of all of these different scenarios. And then when you actually come to implement it, suddenly you find you can see all the pathways and you don't even know how, but I think it's because you've allowed your brain to relax and let them flush through um, in your daydreams. And if you fill your daydreams with, with worry, it's kind of just like filling your head with all of these things that stop all of the jigsaw pieces floating around. And they've got no chance to join up together because you spend too much time worrying. This is so true. Well, Dr. Stone, I know that you'll be back on our show. I don't even have to ask it because we, we thoroughly mm. enjoy it and could talk to you forever, you know, like Jay said about the frequencies yes. and, you know, going through <laughs> the frequencies mentally, emotionally, everywhere. I mean, this is a conversation I had with uh, Gordana Beernot last week that was absolutely amazing. So we definitely will have you back on. We'll be in communication with you. We'll be working with you. We thank you so much Yay. for taking your time out of your day. To be with us, we That's really okay. do. It's, okay. it's Thank been you. A it's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Thank you. So, so cheers and have an amazing day. Okay, and everyone, be amazing. That's your job to be the most amazing version of yourself. That's it. One job. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Bye.